What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the first episode of Retrograde. I'm the managing editor of the State Hornet, Chris Woodard, and I'm joined here with... My name is James Fife. I am the podcast editor. So what is Retrogrades? Retrogrades, we are going to go back to a piece of media content that was released 20 years ago, so sometime in 2004. We're going to re-review it, and then we're going to talk about if that thing has aged in the lens of 2024. So we're going to cover movies, albums, video games, maybe any other things that we find interesting. So what's up, James? You excited to get started? Oh, yeah. Let's get started. All right, man. So uh, tell us, what's our what's our first topic today? So... We are talking about the classic iRobot starring Will Smith. Uh, iRobot, of course, takes place in the year 2035 in Chicago. There's probably a lot of other contexts that we can go over what was going on around 20, 2004. iRobot, of course, is starring Will Smith. And at this time in 2004, this is like peak Will Smith. Uh, this is after Ali, which, of course, got him a nomination. I believe a win. Do you remember? I don't think he got the one. Okay, yeah, but he did get nominated. And then uh, this is after Men in Black 1 and 2, Bad Boys 1 and 2. Yeah, this is peak Will Smith. Everyone's excited about him. He's kind of established himself as a summer blockbuster hero, which this was a summer blockbuster. And he was um, a hero. <laughs> he's a hero, exactly. So um, around this summer, though, we had a lot of, lot of bangers of movies, honestly, coming out. So this did actually not perform all that well at the box office. It was competing with Spider-Man 2, Shrek 2, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And then also The Day After Tomorrow, if you remember oh, that film. Oh, man. Yeah, which that's, is that's kind of nuts. a fun one to revisit, too, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but so this movie, of course, iRobot, it's very, you know, we, we, talk, we want to talk about today because it's very much tied with AI and a lot of the themes that we deal with today here in 2024. There was a good amount of technological advances or just big historical moments in technology that happened in 2004. I'm going to list a few of them for you, sure. and you tell me uh, what do you think is your favorite. So <laughs> first we have HDTV. Oh, really? Just, just HD, not not Ultra HD. Yeah, not just 4K, HD. Just HD. Yep. Oh, um, other than that, we have satellite radio, like Sirius XM. Yep. Uh, the Motorola Razor. I had one of those. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not in 2004. <laughs> do you remember TiVo? I do remember TiVo. It was um, kind of like, it's DVR, basically. Yeah. And now, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the OG DVR, and mm -hmm. yeah, we don't even have cable anymore, so. Yeah, all right. Uh, the last one, Bluetooth. Oh. Uh, wait, Bluetooth only came out in 04? Yeah. I mean, of course, it runs a lot smoother now than yeah. it did then. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think you'd trust Bluetooth anything back then. Man, now you'd be yeah. okay with it. But which one of those do you think is your favorite, or which one do you think is uh, the most important? Definitely Bluetooth, I think. Because yeah. um, now we use it like radio, uh, for stereos, headphones, mice. I have a mouse right here for Bluetooth. Yep. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. It's um, kind of predates uh, airplay or uh, chromecast so it's kind of it kind of inspires wireless transmission i think that bluetooth is probably my favorite and the most important now yeah i agree but your favorite is the motorola razor though. <laughs> <laughs> also the razor yes because i had one of those I, I think i had like i had like this this the original razor and there was also the the side flip one i forget what it was called it's like this thin or very very thin but i think that one got stolen while i was in high school all right, so now we can probably go into like the our review of the film. Um, I went into this film kind of uh, remembering ah, this film wasn't that good, was it? Because um, yeah, yeah <laughs> I was kind of um, I put a low bar because I remember not I remember the film not being that great. Um, I think I underrated this film a little bit, honestly, after watching it just a little bit. 
they they open up kind of like in this dream sequence they put they put the three laws on the screen and of course i didn't write the three laws down but they're there trust me um (laughs) they open up in dream sequence they get the three laws down and then he wakes up in the future but his house is like not in the future it's kind of looks like my house at the moment there's like old stuff going around uh he's got his converse on which i could have sworn were always retro but i guess we're only a thing in 2004 yeah, he said, yeah, no, you're right. They're always retro, but he makes a, there's a kind of that scene where he shows them off and he's like, vintage 2004 collection. And yeah, like, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's how it works. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you could, they really set the, the pace of how, how much in the future you are. Uh, $10 for the bus, free delivery from, or sorry, not free, on time delivery from, what, what was the company? Oh, it was FedEx. It was FedEx, not mm-hmm. Amazon. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like half expecting the robot to have a Amazon logo on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that was before Amazon wasn't quite picking up yet. Yeah, FedEx there was a was scene too. I think uh, he bought a couple of beers and it was like fifty dollars. Oh yeah, for two beers. Yeah, yeah. Or, or three. I get, but whatever. Yeah. But it's still fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I really like how this film immerses you and says this is twenty thirty five, and we're like. At, we're past the halfway point actually now for 2035 compared to 2004 in the year 2024. Yeah, great um, immersion all overall. What do you think? Yeah, so I want to ask you real fast. Did you see this in theaters back in 2004? No, I don't think so. I think I, I watched I did, this in middle school. Was, um, yeah, I watched this in theaters. I went with uh, family at the time. Um, so I do remember as a kid really, really enjoying it. I love the action sequences. Of course, now I'm looking at it now it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about how it immersed in that kind of that world. I thought the world building was a little awful, to be honest with you. Like in sure. terms of just like, uh, it felt very forced because like basically the beginning of the movie, oh, I was getting they <laughs> they reiterate just like, oh hey, robots have never hurt anyone ever, you ever, know? yeah, <laughs> and they ever. and they say that over and over and over again for probably about the first twenty five minutes of the film. Yep, and it's kind of like, okay, dude, I get it, you yeah. know. And then the three laws come into effect. I felt like they were just really forcing the world building of like, hey, robots, we love them. Um, and yeah, then, I, was, I was I was getting to that point. Yeah, there's some over. there's actually some lines in this film. I think that they were like, oh yeah, that'll go hard, you know. Like, um, guess we'll miss the good old days. Yep, yep. Uh, when people killed other people, and I'm like, man, look, <laughs> all right, it's okay, we get it. Like, robots <laughs> are not supposed to kill people, and they could have probably done that once. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like they really um, they jump into the plot like really fast. Yeah. Is, am I am I crazy for this? Like, no, I agree. <laughs> like one moment you're like kind of you're trying to get used to the 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 world this uh, guy Spooner, Detective Spooner, Will Smith plays, is um is in. He hates robots, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're in the a plot with uh, not Steve Jobs because they they made this dude. I forget the uh, character's name. Oh, um, it was Doctor Lanning. Da- yeah, Doctor Lanning. They made him look very much Steve Jobs like, yeah. and then are like, "All right, he killed himself. Go investigate." I, I feel like they jumped into that like really fast, like you don't have like time to even settle. Yeah, and that was my main issue with the world world building was that, like I said, they kind of were just repeating. Robots are friendly. We love them. They won't hurt anybody. And then, and then all of a sudden, now they just jump right into it. Yeah. And also, it's like, at that point, we knew you know <laughs> robots are gonna hurt someone eventually, and yeah. so that was basically kind of like the. They were, the they, they were really they were really foreshadowing really hard. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> okay, we get it, but then it jumped right in and um yeah, I think the setup there was a little little flunky, but at the same time, it kind of got the ball rolling in a mm-hmm. I will say the beginning pace of the movie is quite awful, 
but yeah. as we uh, as that happened, then the pace really picked up, and I mm-hmm. think that's where it starts to get enjoyable. Yeah, that's yeah. You just got to kind of sit through Act One first, yeah. basically, and Act One kind of ends right when uh, they catch Sunny, right, uh, the rogue robot, mm-hmm. and they put him in a interrogation. And it was after an interrogation, basically. That's where Act One starts, and then the real rest of the film begins. Yeah. And I completely forgot to mention, hey, Shia LaBeouf's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Funny uh, funny little entrance from Shia LaBeouf for and, about five minutes of screen time. Yeah. yeah anyway. <laughs> uh, so I want to ask, you said that you think it's underrated after you watched it now. Uh, what What's the reason behind that? Um, I think there's like some interesting like plot points. And um, we'll, I'll get into like the – no, I'll just get into the writer now. The guy who wrote this film, um, Akiva Goldsman and Jeff Vintar. So – Jeff Fintar, I looked up his stuff. He, he did, hasn't written anything since. Um, Akiva Goldsmith, however, he wrote A Beautiful Mind, Lost wow. in Space, Cinderella Man, Da Vinci Code, I Am Legend. And I'm like, wow, another Will Smith movie. That's kind of crazy. The th- I think the, what made this plot interesting was actually the uh, adapted part because this is actually an adap- adapted from sh- a short stories by okay. Isaac I- Asimov. And uh, there's two short stories it's based off of. One is uh, Little Lost Robot and Caves of the, of Steel. They came out in the 1960s. I think that's the only like redeeming part of this film is like not the original stuff, but the people, uh, the adapted stuff. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of parts do you know that they adapted in the film? So Little Lost Robot was like basically kind of like the rogue robot, okay. you know? Yeah. And the Caves of Steel was uh, basically they took the killed maker from that story and put into iRobot. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so talking about the writing here, like I think one thing I found interesting about the film is that the politics in the film, they were a bit simple and kind of kind of obvious, mm-hmm. but I think that it was kind of nice that we got to see themes that, I mean, because like, the idea of bad robots was never, even at that time, was not something new. You know, mm-hmm. we were all familiar with it the same way we are today. Yep, Terminator, for just for one example. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but you know, we got the politics of you know the you know the whole or is this a soul? And then I kind of like the thing where they're like, oh, robot can't be a murderer because they're not human. You know, yeah, uh, murder means human cue yeah. to human. Yeah, yeah, that's just a machine. That's property of whatever. I found that kind of interesting. Uh, you know, sometimes it wasn't necessary to what was going on in the film, but I, I at least liked that it went through some of the sci-fi themes that we like to see in sci-fi films like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing I want to get into here. Man, I thought the choreography the entire time was just, it's just terrible. The, the cinematography, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I almost wrote it down. I, I thank God I remembered it. It made me almost dizzy. Oh, I was very dizzy watching <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it does these weird, like, 180 loop-de-loop things. Yep. And they did that, like, three or four times in this film. And I'm like, why are we doing yeah, this? Yeah, one was enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, was like, it wasn't even a good shot in the first place. They did it three times. Like, Yeah, that was uh, – it made me sick. And, yeah, yeah that, by the third time, it was just a massive eye roll for me. I don't know if it was the same for you. <laughs> yeah, but. it was. I was okay. like, my God. <laughs> I've seen this shot already. All right, so let's do this. Give me your – as you re-review it now uh, with, you know, the mind you have in 2024, mm-hmm. give me a grade and kind of overall takeaway. Um, I give it – I I'm, I wrote it all down right here, 6.5 out of 10. Okay. Which is like – it's it's slightly above average, but it's not like good. You okay. Know? You wouldn't want if you said, "Hey, I want to watch this movie in a theater." If you saw six point five, you'd be like, oh, "I'll just wait for it to come out okay. <laughs> on, on on Blu-ray or whatever, or digital, not even Blu-ray anymore." It's I wrote down some promising moments uh, clogged up by some like cheesy dialogue. 
Yeah. Like, um, God, like grandma saying, oh, follow my bre- trail of breadcrumbs. I'm like, why did you, like, we got it from Hansel and Gretel, the yeah. book in the beginning. Intriguing story slash plot ideas, but most are most likely from the stories of the adapted story. So the, the interesting bits were from the good book from 1960s. Gotcha. So, <laughs> and then Will Smith, um, excellent actor. I think he yeah. did pretty well in this movie also. Um, if not, maybe a little overacted sometimes. Bridget Monahan was like stiff. She was the, um, she played the um, the shrink. Yeah. And um, she Dr. was Dr. Caldwell, bit, I believe. Yeah, Dr. Caldwell. And she was like a bit stiff at some parts, I've noticed. Yeah. And I don't think that's on her. I think that's like on the director. Yeah, because the they're like, writing of the character. Yeah, too. the writing of the character too. She's supposed to be like a stiff like psychiatrist. I'm like, you didn't have to do that, I think. She could have had like a lot more emotion and still been like a really good character. So I don't think that's on her part. I think that's more of like the writer and the director's part. Yeah, I'm actually going to jump into that a little bit uh, mm-hmm. when we get to our next section. But uh, I'm actually at the same exact thing as you. I also have 6.5 here. Um, I will say I think Will Smith, the character, was not the best and like well-written character. But he did have levels to the character. He had some trauma background. And I think he played that well when there, there were the times that he was uh, vulnerable. But I do like that he was a detective. And so when he went into detective mode in the movie, I think that's when he was really shining. Oh, yeah. When he's uh, you know, kind of interrogating or when he's going through and, you know, kind of connecting the dots on a chalkboard kind of thing. Um, I think that's really where his character shined. Uh, Alan Tudyk also, you know, at this time, I don't think he was as big as we know him now. If he, Alan you know, Tudyk played uh, Sonny, the robot. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, Alec Tud- and Alan Tudyk, as many of you may know, is pretty much every robot and weird <laughs> creature out there <laughs> that you may know. And he's always fantastic. That was fantastic. But yeah. uh, overall, I just think the corniness of some of the stunts and the bad choreography. The slow-mo, and the, double gun, yeah, jumping, jumping off the off motorcycle. Of the motorcycle um, <laughs> Uh, the writing i think was overall pretty good it, it has a good scope because it was a high budget summer blockbuster mm-hmm. worth a watch if you love will smith but other than that yeah 6.5 is where i'm gonna go yeah i think that's uh, agreeable yeah all right so let's jump into now uh let's talk about how this movie's aged into now what we know with 2004 uh so i want to start off with conversation here uh let's talk we kind of open up with this but let's talk about the vision of the future that they had so this of course takes place in 2035 now what we know in 2024 do you feel like it was you know you feel like we can get there or do you Um, think it's completely off i'm not sure about spherical wheels on cars (laughs) i don't think we're gonna go that direction at least they didn't do flying cars yeah for for goodness sake like i like back to the future most famous example oh we're gonna have flying cars in 2015 Mm -hmm. and they're like in 2004 they're like yeah we're probably not gonna do that so they decided okay they went to Audi because clearly that's who this movie the, is sponsored by. Yep. Hey Audi, what do you think your car is going to look at and look like in 2035? Uh, spherical wheels. All right, put it down. Make them spherical. Yep. And um, God, it's what else is there? The super fast freeways. I don't know what the difference between is. I think it's just faster and automatic, right? I don't yeah, know if we're going to get there. Yeah, it was basically either, all the cars were self-driven, and it's because they were all self-driven and AI-supported, like they were going at really, really high speeds. We're almost there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. not quite the, uh, yeah, not not just quite, but maybe in ten more years. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, the the lake Lake Superior drying up. Is that something they try to pinpoint in the movie or something? That yes. bridge. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it'll dry up that quickly, but <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> no, that's a good point, and um. 
I actually think it did a pretty good job because, like you said, yeah, there weren't flying cars. We don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, but also, I talked about that earlier where he bought the bought a couple beers. He mm-hmm. kind of just like scanned something over it real quick and yep. walked out real fast. That, I mean, that's a good point. Actually, that's what we do now I don't, with our yeah, cards. I don't, yeah, you know? I don't. I don't think we did that in two thousand four, did we? Because I no. could just use my phone and just be like. Beep. Yeah. Now we have Apple Pay, Google Pay, mm-hmm. and even just your debit card and credit cards. You can just simply just tap, tap on the machine and then yep. walk away. Um, and that's what he does there. And uh, yeah, self driving cars already mm-hmm. up there. Um, of course, no, but the robots itself, ah, you know, AI. we're not quite really yeah. at, I mean, AI, of course, is a very, very prominent topic, and we're going to spare you guys on the AI think pieces here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it is a topic of what's going on right now, and of course, topic of the film. Yeah. But I think that it actually did a pretty solid job of giving us what a glimpse of that year might look like, yeah, because it it's not too far off from what it is now, it I didn't don't think. It didn't overproduce on future, yes. I think. There is a line in there that kind of made me giggle a little bit when Sonny says, "Can a or no Spooner says, can a robot make an art uh, work of art?" And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> yeah, they can now." So yeah. I think they they kind of like you kind of see like the glimpses of what could happen in the next ten years in this film a, li- a little bit. Definitely, some and they don't seem out. like outlandish. Yeah, you know, um, the inflation was a bit crazy, but <laughs> ten dollars for the bus, forty. Five dollars for three beers is is a bit crazy, but maybe I don't know. Uh, one thing that I mean, so one thing I always look at the themes and like sometimes humor. Uh, you know, we look at culture now today. Things, things, of course, you wouldn't say back then, or or you look back on it now. And so one thing that's really funny to me about this is like the obvious propaganda in this film uh, because yeah, Will yeah. Smith is a detective, and I think it's kind of hilarious that he's like a very prejudiced. And, um, you know, against all the rules and not not a good person. And somehow the only cop that has a prejudice. Yeah, somehow he's <laughs> so he's very I mean, he's prejudice prejudice against robots was one thing, but he's very like outwardly about it. They all know he's a bad cop, but he gets rewarded in the end. And yeah, so, like, you know, just so that theme weird. alone, it is weird. <laughs> and it's like, you know, why? Why is that what's going on here? But, yeah, I think a lot of things around that time, you know, yeah, like 24 with. Kiefer Sutherland and uh, other shows like that being popular. So there was sort of the glamorization of, of police work back then. Yeah, as true. As like rogue A few heroes. years after 9-11. So it's like in a exactly. weird, in a very sensitive time in, in the United States. So. Yeah, like if that movie came out now, I think it would just kind of be, he would just be a guy that's more <laughs> of a rogue hero and not really a police officer. Yeah. Because um, it did not set a very good example as a police officer, to be honest with you. This is Bad Boys of the Robots. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also off the Bad Boys fame, that's why they made it. And it was a character he did end up playing well. So. Mm-hmm. But I just found that hilarious. I don't know if there's any themes in the movie that you thought, just if it happened now, it would be not the same. It is kind of weird that they're like, oh yeah, robots are going to like revolt kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure if that's part of the uh, the storyline that um, Isaac Asimov originally wrote. I think they put that in, and that's what made this movie really freaking weird. Like they're like they're gonna they're trying to point at this one dude being the bad guy who wants to take over the world. They're like, nope, it's the AI. It didn't really sit well with me. I think because um, the AI, AI Vicky's like, oh yeah, I'm using the three rules, which are perfect, against you, and I'm like, man, that's cheesy <laughs> yeah and no, i agree there was just a, it's a weird you know we can spoil the movie it doesn't matter it came out 20 yeah, years yeah, ago but um if you haven't seen it i mean yeah it's fine but it's okay <laughs> um but it was it was Chekhov's ai yeah you, you know they they showed the ai at the beginning the big mastermind ai that was created mm-hmm. and then yeah we're teasing i mean i the only thing i liked about the twist is that it was kind of like oh bad ceo 
okay that's the enemy here like okay yeah we get it we've seen that a hundred times you know but then it was like oh nope it's actually the big bad ai but that felt almost kind of worse (laughs) than it being like the obvious bad ceo kind of thing because yeah it was just kind of cheesy and it just became another robot story of like oh in order to protect humans we need to kill them and protect them from themselves and that story has been told even in 2004 a hundred times yeah probably more than that but yeah Let's get back to then uh, comparisons today. Did you notice anybody have a cell phone in this movie? No, like- they. they <laughs> that's what's kind of funny. They just had like Bluetooth headsets. Yeah. Um, that acted as cell phones. Yeah. That was kind of funny, but. Like I was yeah. actively looking for somebody like holding like, because like in the beginning of the movie when the mayor calls and I'm like, wait, what does that phone look like? And it just kind of looks like a smaller version of a blueberry, I guess. I don't know what their style was. Yeah, I think that's a really great point because 2004, this is pre-smartphone era. So I wouldn't be surprised really if, you know, the writers and just people involved in the film, they never really thought phones would make it to be like the tell-all everything of technology it is today. So, yeah, that's actually really interesting that I don't think you really see an actual like phone phone yeah. the entire film. It's kind of cool. And even yeah. even though they're trying to predict the future, they kind of almost got it right. We do just have Bluetooths that we just talked to, but they didn't incorporate like the the thing that it comes from yeah you know yeah so i'll start with the grade on this one here as a kind of an age grade and i actually gave it a 7.5 so i bumped it up one more level here uh because of what we were talking about i think the world is believable i think it is not you know they didn't overdo it i love that they kept a lot of human aspects of the world we know and not so much the forced aspects of it like the the 2004 (laughs) converse and like his motorcycle that he's so proud of but I like that. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Like they were still cooking like normal, like mm-hmm. they were chopping up their own vegetables. You know, you see a lot of these futuristic movies. They like turn a piece of like plastic into a whole mule. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love that there were still the simple things of like his grandma's cooking yeah. that he brought him satisfaction. And so like it kept some human things in there, but it's still very futuristic. And uh, I will say, I think the CGI wasn't completely awful. Yeah, it was actually like too terrible it was like okay yeah, yeah. um Weird. like you know there has some moments that were like mm-hmm. bad but for the most part like i do compare it to spider-man 2 the cgi in that film uh it honestly holds up pretty well today and i think mm-hmm. the same about irobot they the in uh cgi artists there did a great job so i think 7.5 in terms of how it aged i think you could watch it today and it's basically uh more or less the same experience you had in 2004 yeah for futuristic yes so i would go probably I won't go maybe seven, seven, seven point five. I don't know. Seven would probably be my my grade. I agree that um, they keep a lot of human elements in there. They keep a, uh, they don't make it too futuristic. They don't go full like Star Trek. You know, they push a button and out come fries. Yeah. You know, like um, they keep some stuff that humans would obviously do. Robots taking over all every job, such to from garbage man to bartender, eh, maybe not, but. I do like those aspects. So when I Googled this movie, mm-hmm. um, I kept on putting I, lowercase i robot like next to each other, no space. That's oh, not I the did title. The same thing. That's not yeah. the title of the film. Yeah, it's we've been I, saying the title the whole time, wrong the whole time. It's yep. I comma robot. Yeah, so and I'm like, what? <laughs> I 
robot. robot. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Yeah. No, I did the same thing. I like you know the like Apple has this so, so trained like iPhone, yeah. iPod. Because I thought that's how they named the movie, but I, then I remember they don't. I don't even think iPods were a thing in 2004. Actually, funny enough, the OG iPod oh, was two that came out in 2004. I, it it didn't make the cut on my technology list because I think mm-hmm. the other ones were more important. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Facebook. But, but the OG Facebook that launched for Harvard students. Oh, um, launched oh good. In 2004. The, the dating website. <laughs> I mean, Facebook, the dating website? <laughs> pretty much, yep. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Retrogrades. We will be back soon with another piece of content from 2004. If you have any suggestions of what we should cover, if you have a favorite piece of media from that year, please reach out to us. You can find me on Instagram at... The Chris Witter, that's T-H-A-C-H-R-I-S-W-O-O-D-A-R-D. And my Instagram, JD underscore 1592. All right, see you next time. Goodbye.